Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is the In Seclusion podcast miniseries. Today's guest works on finding educational opportunities for those of us who consider ourselves lifelong learners. While we're in an industry of very intelligent people, the current situations have taught us that we cannot be tied to what we think we know based on our own history and experiences. She notes that just as we did when our physical workspaces closed, we do not have the luxury of taking our time to craft long-term strategies. We have to learn and do all at the same time. So Celeste, thank you very much for taking some time to talk with me today. Thank you, Greg. It's a wonderful opportunity to be here with you. Celeste Smith is the Director of Education for the American Association of Law Libraries. So before we dive into the the questions that, that I've sent you, would you mind just briefly explaining what it is you do there and what your mission as Director of Education is at AALL? Sure. I'm the Director of Education for AALL, and uh, our mission, of course, is to serve legal information professionals and serve their professional development needs. And one of the big things that we do is create strategy around the education that AALL members need. So part of my responsibility, of course, is you know making sure that we are focused on legal information needs, focused on what members actually do on a practical level and try to match their needs with our professional development opportunities and look for professional development opportunities that are uh, focused on maybe what they need to be doing as well. So we're, we're really um, member focused and uh, hyper focused on what AALO members need. Yeah, I, I know a lot of AALO members and they're lifelong learners, so uh, it's not an easy task for you. So thank it you. It is not, but it's very exciting because legal information professionals are some of the smartest folks that I know. Amen. Amen. Looking back now, if, if you go back to early March when the pandemic started shutting down office operations, I think you guys were shut down probably by Friday the 13th of March or, or Monday the 16th. Yeah. Um, how did that changed the way you were working specifically? So it was um, very abrupt, right? It was here today, you know, somewhere else tomorrow. So it was uh, being able to uh, be nimble and and pivot. And uh, we were able to do that because we were already set up with the kinds of technologies that we needed in order to perform in a virtual environment. So for me, uh, it was... I would say uh, easy, um, but it was also difficult in some aspects. Easy because, you know, I'm very technology comfortable and savvy, so that wasn't uh, an issue. But of course, there are things like your favorite cup that you drink out of every day. (laughs) I thought about that. (laughs) And you wouldn't think that those little things actually make a difference in your day. You you have comfort, uh, you know, level of comfort that you have with a number of things that you do and work with every day. So uh, as from that aspect, it was a little more difficult because you think those small things don't matter, but, but they do. But from a work standpoint, team standpoint, we were able to transition uh, very seamlessly with the technologies that were already in place. Now, over the past couple of months, and I, and I know you have children at home that are school-aged, so you're not just the director of education. You're at work. You're probably the director of education at, at home as well. well. You know, besides that, I mean, or well, in addition to that, what's been some of the biggest challenges in, in conducting, say, training and educational programs to the membership? 
uh, our members also were thrown into a very, very uncertain state as well, meaning they also had to take their operations and turn them on its head, right? They had to very quickly uh, navigate changes in their environment, like making things available online for their members, client services, uh, that change. So trying to be available for what was happening in the membership, as well as continuing to do what we were doing at the time was something that, you know, we had to have challenge, you know, that we uh, were challenged with. Our members are the lifeblood of our organization. So many of them were doing things with us, collaborating with us on different education endeavors. And if something happened out there in the field, it would affect us per se. We've had to do things like uh, postpone programming uh, if they were heavily involved in it. But what's really nice is our members are so committed to their own work and to, and to AALL that we were able to make some of these things work. And in transitioning, we've been listening and having conversations with them about what it is that they need. How are they doing? You know, what can we do best to serve them? And one of those things we were able to do was pull a virtual coffee chat yeah. together uh, on, a, on a biweekly basis. Can you, can more you, tell, me a little, can you tell me more about what, what those informal coffee chats uh, entail? Sure. Well, there are things that are happening, right? And so what oh, we try to do- There are do, things that are happening. <laughs> lots of things that are happening, right? So yes. what we try to do is is keep an ear out and an eye out for what members are talking about right now and what they actually need. So those virtual coffee chats are just in time. We have people who are dedicated to moderating, meaning they want to have a conversation. And we told them this this was easy, right? We uh, want you to get together and talk about what you want to talk about, what you need to talk about. And some of those topics have been around leadership or they've been around client services, working in a virtual environment. And we have a number of them coming up, which are member driven and member conversations are always very, very productive. And so we've also had people who are more comfortable now with being on video. We don't require them to be on video. So these are not webinars, but they're conversations where you can join by phone, you can join by video, and you can jump in. Uh, you can come. They're only 45 minutes, but some of them have gone longer and some of them have stayed right on, on track. But they're informal, uh, just-in-time learning opportunities for members to get together. All right. Well, speaking of the needs of the members, how are you seeing members adjusting or, you know, what's been some of the requests for help and advice that you're getting from the members right now? So interestingly, it's centered around COVID related opening. Uh, How do we move forward in, you know, we don't want to say the new normal because nothing's normal these days, but how do you move forward in in these times? So they're looking to get together and they're looking for support from us and from one another around those kinds of things. We're also seeing uh, management uh, issues. How do we bring people back into the office and what how do we serve their particular needs? And they're looking for resources and information about how they can best support the employees that they work with and the students that they work with and the clients that they work with. 
Members are also asking for information resources on social justice, guidance on self-care and stress-related management. And interestingly, with the things that have happened most recently, protesters' rights Hmm. and related information, legal information on that. And that's, of course, in their wheelhouse. So we would expect some of those kinds of things as well. I know we have a, a, a virtual conference that will be coming on in July. Yes. Um, how's, how's the prep work going for that? Uh, the prep work is, it's, it's very, very exciting because it's something new that AALL is doing. This is our first all virtual conference. In over 100 years, we have not had a virtual conference. It's all been face-to-face. So it has, the planning has been very interesting, right? You know, it's being reimagined. You turn everything on its head. There's nothing, there's no stone that that can stay the same. So the planning for that has been exciting. We've been taking a look at different groups that, you know, have the ability to help us do what we need to do, not just a group that can do a virtual conference, but how can we deliver to members the kind of conference that they have been accustomed to having at a level that they've been accustomed to having it. And that's a pretty big feat, but we are doing the best we can. We, of course, you know, we'll have a, a member services booth, which is a quite quite an interesting thing to do virtually. But um, there are a number of things that we're doing to make sure that uh, the members have a a conference that they know is double A double L, and it's going it's going well for us actually. Um, our team members are doing things that are a little bit different, but everybody is excited about what the opportunities uh, are for for this virtual conference. Okay, so as you look down the road, what I how I've normally phrased this question has been as we start to reopen offices, as we get out of the pandemic, what are some of the permanent changes? But in addition, I mean, we've, we've, had, we've really had three major issues going on right now, and that is uh, obviously the pandemic and the result of shutting offices down remote work. Now the issue of trying to get people back in. But also, we're having high unemployment. We have this economy uh, that is is in crisis right now, and then we also have the racial crisis that's going on in in the U.S. As you look forward, what are you seeing for positions like yourself and for AAAL? Some permanent changes that are occurring or that will occur because of all of these issues. There are a number of things, probably, but if I were to focus on on a few, remote working, obviously, uh, will be here to stay in some capacity. Uh, people will need to be able to navigate those kinds of changes uh, because you may not have an office to go back to. There are people right now who don't have an office to go back to, or it will be a while now mm-hmm. before they can go back due to the pandemic, but also due to some of the other things that are happening in our country right now. There are a number of ways that we need to consider working, which requires us to learn faster. And as a matter of fact, Jim Quick, who is our um, keynote speaker, will be talking about a little bit of that, learning faster. And what, what does that mean? Being able to pivot, 
right? Uh, we have experienced the number of things that have happened. And before you can even really process what's happening, you have to make decisions. And sometimes those decisions, you know, you, you, you try to make decisions based on data, what you know, facts, and then, you know, some gut and all of that. But there's been a mashup. There's been a change in how we, how we make our decisions. Mm. That will be something that we'll need to consider as well. How we make our decisions, how fast we make decisions, and throwing some things out of the window that we've always known. And not uh, being so tied to... Uh, what we think we know based on our history or our knowledge and understanding of something. So there are things that, uh, lots of things, I think, but of course, technology has changed with automation and robotics and how that plays into uh, workforce development now is is very, very difficult to anticipate. But we're, we're having to learn and do at the same time. All right. Well, how... Just uh, out of curiosity, how are you holding up? With everything <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding up uh, better than I was initially, I would say, because again, yeah. those small things uh, that you need to just get your, you know, wrap your emotions around that give you the ability to say, you know what, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this differently. And here's a way you can do it. So um, I'm holding I'm holding up well, uh, actually. Uh, I had some I had to get used to some new coworkers. Uh, <laughs> Most of us did. <laughs> yeah, new colleagues, you know. And it was um, it is still evolving, right? Because um, everyone is remote working, yeah. and everyone is remote schooling. But um, we are doing well. And I'm doing well and excited about the upcoming virtual conference, excited about the possibilities that we have now post, and I won't, don't want to call it post-COVID because we're really not post-COVID. Uh, we need to be open-minded and very focused on what that actually means. But um, things, are, things are happening and we're, we're looking to stay on top of, of what's, what's happening. All right. Well, Celeste, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to talk with me. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and and always love to talk to you, Greg. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Thanks. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Thanks again to Celeste Smith from the American Association of Law Libraries for joining me today. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Lambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSicca. I'll see you tomorrow.